guys, welcome to Cold Film Interview, the podcast where we discuss the films you love but no one else gets, and we see if they still hold up. Tonight, it is not Christmas. No, it's Garbage Day! Because we're talking about Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. So let's start the show. Your Hollywood system stole our sex and co opted our violence, so there's nothing left for our kinds of movies. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> where in the hell are we? If I want your opinion, I'll beat it out of you. This whole thing has turned into a theatrical mockery. You understand that, Mike? Stop eating my sesame cake. I'm so sure. Just look like you like me, and let's fan talk. No. Wolfman's got nard. You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. What did I say? No jelly roll. I get older, they stay the same age. You can't piss on hospitality. I won't allow it. Hey, motherfucker. Hey guys, thanks for joining the cult. We really appreciate it. Do us a favor, head over to iTunes, leave us a review. If you do, we'll give you a shout out at the end of the show. We got two to do. Shout Shout out. out. All right, so make sure you stick around for those. Then when you're done with that, head over to cultfilmandreview.com for all your cult film and review needs, like all of our past episodes, some of the rating boxes, and you can actually request a movie for us to review. On the website, so do it there. Watch some of our videos, too. A new uh, basement has dropped with Steve the Intern, so go check that out. A new basement? The basement. (laughs) (laughs) A new episode of The Basement. Is this a show where Steve installs basements (laughs) into people's homes? It is. A new basement has dropped out of the floor of this establishment. Not a lot of people know the skill it takes. We'll redig it. To design and create a basement. <laughs> and if you're wondering who's making fun of me right now, as always, I am joined by Kyle Smith. Hey, how's it going? Chris Wilbert. Hey, what's up? And Michael Salustio. Hello, everyone. Tonight, we're talking about Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. <laughs> Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. <laughs> it was directed by Lee Henry, came out in 1987, had a budget of $100,000. Uh, was 154 made 154,000 in the box office was filmed in the US and currently sits at a 3.6 out of 10 on IMDb. What is the Rotten Tomato score? It's a good question. It's a zero. Yep, no one knows. It, no, it actually I read it, it actually was a zero. It is a zero <laughs> based on five reviews, but <laughs> unmeasurable. <laughs> this was Kyle's pick. Kyle, why'd you pick the Silent Night Deadly Night Part 2? So like this is like a, a, this is a long long time coming. So I picked Silent Night Deadly Night um, last year, the year before two, we I did think two years ago. Two years ago, with the with the only reason I did that was so that we could then watch Silent Night Deadly Night Part Two. And unfortunately, last year we didn't do Chris's pick, so now it's come full circle. And um, I would send uh, when I lived with Mike. I would send him every Thursday was gar- was <laughs> garbage day, and I would just send him the clip from this movie at like seven in the morning when I was leaving for work to remind him to put the trash cans down. So I mean, I laughed every time. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you my favorite thing that he just said about why he picked this movie was because it, I love that he thought he had to make us watch the first one. Yeah. <laughs> To watch the second guys, one. Guys, I guys, what was going on. Yeah. You don't watch the first one. You don't know where the story's picking up on this one, guys. I gotta tell you. So <laughs> watch yeah. him in order. Of course I had to pick Silent Night, Daily Night 1 first. <laughs> Did you? Did you, though? You know, what's funny is when I picked the first one, I, I mean, I had seen this movie, God, I don't even know how long ago, probably six years ago, maybe. The first one or the second one? The second one. Okay. And I forgot 
the first 30 minutes of this movie. It was oh. like a clip show. Yeah. So when I picked the first one, I thought, oh, well, this will be cool because this just kind of leads in. We'll see where this story goes. And then upon watching it, I thought the same thing. I'm like, well, fuck, we didn't ever need to watch that first one, did we? <laughs> we got the gist and then some. <laughs> Chris, when's the first time that you saw Silent Night, Deadly Night 2? I actually, I don't know that I've ever watched this all the way through. I've definitely seen memes and clips and, you know, they generally knew what the movie was about, but... I had completely forgotten that we were basically getting a, a giant yeah. recap of the first movie, um, you know, narrated by the the brother, like the younger brother from the first one. So I didn't remember that. And going into it, I was like, Jesus Christ, I'm checking the I'm checking the time. Like at about 45 minutes, I'm like, how much more are we going to see of this? They're just showing they're showing all the best parts of the first movie. And then, and then finally, you get to some uh, pretty classic scenes. So. Oh yeah, well, they're scattered throughout, right? Well, I think it's more towards the back half. <laughs> we'll talk more about that. But first, we got to figure out, Mike. When was the first time that you saw Silent Night, Deadly Night? Do? Uh, I mean, as Chris, as Kyle pointed out, I I've seen one scene <laughs> for three years straight. <laughs> uh, <laughs> for a while now. <laughs> But uh, no, no, this is, I'd never seen it before. Other than that, and and namely because Kyle had always said he was going to pick it, right? Like there was, a, I mean, I can't say that I had a huge desire to see it. Yeah. No. But after seeing that scene like over and over again, like yes, I was always curious about it <laughs> because I'm like, if this, if this, if this scene that he keeps showing me, which is so batshit crazy, is like the whole film, like how can I not love it? I answered my question. <laughs> Thank you, Kyle, for picking this film. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. So the first time I saw it, too, was uh, when Kyle picked it, because I remember him going, I'm going to pick this. It's going to be on our next year's Christmas. Yeah, and then we, and we fucking didn't do, didn't do it. We didn't do it. And uh, so I, I, I waited for it, and all I had seen was the Garbage Day clip, too. And like I had never heard even heard of Silent Night, Deadly Night, but even until we did until we did the first movie. Really? See, that's how I was gonna say. Like, I feel like the Silent Night, Deadly Night uh, video store shelf real estate was always very like attractive. Like, I, I I feel like that was a series that I always gravitated towards. Right. Like, based on the cover art, or I don't know what, but it just it it sucked me in. And the second one is the gun. Yeah, I was gonna in say the bulb, Yeah, I was right? gonna say that. That's yeah. um as a kid. I actually remember the cover for this one way more than the other one because the other one's just a hand coming out of a chimney holding an axe. Mm -hmm. But the other one was always the gun in the Christmas bolt uh, ornament, and I was like, I don't know why, but that just like was burned into my head ever since I was like six years old, like right. running down the hot horror aisle. Yeah, not mine. No, no. Yeah, man. They well, they were always there was they, for some. Those were always faced out too. Like there was a lot that were that were um, you know in not uh, what do you call it splined. Spined. It was Spined. a popular series. But they were like, always faced out. Yeah. yeah. And and it's weird because like you go back and visit some of these and you're like, man, like like it was a popular series, but you can totally the budget's showing, you know, like Oh, and this one? Are you kidding me? All of I mean, really, kinda all of them. <laughs> like except for the maybe the first. Even that, I mean Well, we should probably tell people what this movie's about and get to plots with Mike. I know you joked around about me just referring them back to Silent Night. 
Deadly Night 1. For all of you that have seen Silent Night, Deadly Night 1, this basically takes place right after, I mean, not right after it, but like, you know, the, it's his brother that he leaves behind after he goes after the uh, orphanage, right? Like, it ends with him it's like getting seven shot. seven years later. Right. It's like a few, yeah. Seven? Yeah, because no. he's 18. He's supposed to be 18, even though he yeah. looks like he's 37. <laughs> but, no, yeah. he's, he's 18. Yeah, he's, he's... He's 18 when he gets the job, yeah. right? And he yes. meets the girl. Yeah. So, um... So he's probably in his twenties. Anyways, going back to the plot, uh, <laughs> it, it it's it's kind of it's told out, out of sync, right? Out of linear. It's not linear. Uh, he's in an insane asylum, and the doctor, uh, uh, psychiatrist, comes to, I guess you know, do whatever they do, investigate, figure out what makes this guy crazy tick, um, and. Uh, he ends up telling the story of how he basically got there, which is just Silent Night, Deadly Night 1. <laughs> yeah, he tells his brother's And then there's like story. a little connector. <laughs> and then eventually he gets out of this asylum and starts wreaking havoc in his own way. Oh, no, 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 no he doesn't. I'm sorry, he never gets out. Yeah, he does. No, he does. Fuck, man. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He does so, get out. Yeah, no, he... Yeah, yeah. So he's basically telling Sorry, the story. It's so non-linear yeah. that I'm like, oh, like, oh yeah, he gets out. Well, yeah, he does get well, out. Let's break it down. There's, right. Okay, there, the first half of the film is basically a recap of the first That's, film. First half of the film is just the middle. Only one the middle is a uh, showing of him and how he got into the asylum. Right. They so at, he has, the doctor starts asking him questions about like his girlfriend and all yeah. these important parts of his life. And, and then yes, the last half of his is him getting out of the asylum and seeking revenge on the uh, mother superior, mother superior Correct. from the first film. Yeah. Correct. Who, who is, who he blamed for everything. A, a totally different verse. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll get to that. Can't wait till we get I to technical. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's take a break and we come back. We'll talk more about silent night, deadly night two. What did you say this movie was about? Oh, it's great. It's about this guy who dresses up like Santa Claus and kills people. What? I'm holding you up, asshole. Punish. Ricky? Wait. 31 bucks. Merry Christmas. And we're back talking about Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. This is Kyle's pick. Hundred thousand dollar budget makes sense, uh, they, dude. I like the, that. This is, I mean, the, the balls, <laughs> the balls this company had it, it, to to pull this shit. Yeah, it's if I had if I was awaiting the sequel of my favorite horror film, Silent Night, Deadly Night, <laughs> and then I went to go see it in the theater, and I got this. I'd have been like, oh, fuck you guys. Like, I would have been <laughs> pissed. Because I'm not joking when we say this. For those who have not seen that who li- or are listening to the podcast, it is literally just clips mm-hmm. of Silent Night, Deadly Night 1 with just the occasional voiceover to get us to connect the dots, <laughs> which you don't really need to do because it's just the first half of the movie. Right. I, well, don't they do this, though, in Friday the 13th? Doesn't every single one start with, like, the previous Friday 10 13th, minutes? Yes, 10 minutes, yes. Okay, but this is 45 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> it is 45 minutes. And I even thought, I remember going through and doing like a whole rewatch of the entire Friday 13th films and getting irritated at that 10 minutes. Like, well, Rocky, oh man, you don't need to disclose Rocky does way too that long. too. Rocky does it. That's like the, right. Rocky like does the first do that. 10, last 10 minutes of the last film opens yes. up this one, you know? Yes. And then it just kind of connects together in a fluid way. This one is more. We don't have a budget, so. Yeah, and the way they also do it, it's not like, hey, let's show the connection. It's more like, 
let's try to make the main character still this guy that's in the asylum and he's telling the story like it's fucking Shawshank Redemption or some <laughs> shit. <laughs> it's just not a good, I don't know. I love how well, the doctor like completely calls him out too. And he's like, but this was all your brother. How would you know any of this? How would I not know? <laughs> like, and that's his response to a lot of shit. I, I'd like to, I guess we'll get to the scene eventually. Well, let's start with the, yeah. the scene. I mean, when we're introduced to Ricky... Um, he first has a staring competition with the, <laughs> the uh, orderly. The orderly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who's a better actor. I don't know who's a, who's I don't a know more who's badass a better actor. stare. At I don't first, know. I thought like, for sure. Isn't it like didn't somebody say Silent Night Deadly Night Four is when he comes back as a psychic? That's no, three. No, two. Two is where he fights a blind psychic. No, Ricky three. comes back. This is three. Two. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry, three. three. Ricky comes back in three to fight a blind teenage psychic girl. He fights a blind psychic person. I thought he was psychic in this because it looks like they're talking to each other. <laughs> in they their are. Fucking mind. In an animalistic way. They're like. That's how good of acting we yeah. have in this film. And, and here's my question. Who, who gives this fucking inmate a, a Zippo lighter? Like, why Why does right? he get that? He's freaking out about everything. And, sit, and he turns around and he has fire in his <laughs> yeah, fucking hand. Exactly. And then he's like, well, I guess I'm okay. Yeah. I'm like, that's a fucking well, weapon. And then here's another part that. Like so, so then the doctor comes in, they introduce him, and then it's like a, and then it's a, you know, a fucking like stare off between the doctor and Ricky, and basically like, you know, they're trying to like uh, d- uh, demonstrate power, who has the power in the room, and I, what I didn't get was like. He like yells at the orderly right, to get yes. out, and that's like the final straw. And Ricky's like, "Okay, I'll talk." You know, it's like what? Yeah, that's because the doctor's on his side, Chris. Because you didn't hear it maybe uh, mentioned in the beginning of the film, where I'm still trying to figure out what he meant. Is he says the doctor says, "Ricky, I'm your last chance," and I'm like, "For for what?" <laughs> it's true. What are they gonna? I yeah, mean, like the, for what though? They're like, bringing the chair well, to his. No, like they're gonna let him out. Like, <laughs> oh no! I, if you explain, if you explain he, away everything. <laughs> I here's what I got from that. I thought that the understanding was that Ricky, w- w- like, they threw him in this place because they assumed he was insane, and you have to have a doctor sign off that yeah, this guy's insane. He didn't have, like, otherwise he went on a shooting spree. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, you so, saying? So, so the doctor's the last the doctor's chance for him to live. The doctor's coming in and saying, "Like, look, man, fucking if if we don't prove that you're in absolutely batshit crazy, like we're just they're gonna throw you in fucking prison and probably the death row for what right. you've done." I think that's what he meant. I mean, mm-hmm. they don't make that connection very well because I think we're all asking. But that I did think him, the but... way that the doctor sh- like screamed to the orderly was like so so like. Uh, it, uh, not necessary. He's like, leave us. And the orderly doesn't move. And then he's just like, leave. Yeah, because <laughs> I said, leave us. He's got to show who's the boss. So <laughs> yeah, Ricky knows. But it's, it. it's absurd. It's a fucking absurd. I'm sorry. It's really weird. He's in a room with a guy that, I mean, we find out later what he's done. But I mean, he's killed multiple people at this point. <laughs> yeah. Um, the orderly's job is there to tell. I mean, I don't understand why the orderly's just like, are you fucking crazy? I'm not leaving you in here. <laughs> I don't know. He the asserted his make dominance. Sure that you don't get killed. <laughs> and then, yeah, he, he, he proceeds to tell the story of the first movie. And you go through the first movie, but then it kind of tells like what happened after the first movie, and we get like the f- more flashbacks. This whole fucking movie. Is well, a- we get Ricky's story. Yeah, you know, it, we but get... it's, a, it's another flashback that we're we're in. Yeah. The flashback well, I want to say they do, they do keep all the important parts. Yes, 
of the mm. original film, namely that kid Cole cocking fucking Santa. Oh man, <laughs> that made me laugh. <laughs> you get to go right back and see that again. I remember thinking and seeing that part and being like, "Well, at least they kept the most important one." I know because that <laughs> fucking kid. I know we went over in the last episode. We did, Manny Holhoff. <laughs> fucking haymakers, it man. <laughs> Holy shit, destroys him. I just felt like screaming World Star after <laughs> that. <I'm just> like, <laughs> Uh, it's true. What, what was he supposed to be like eight years old or he's twelve like, in that? Oh my scene? god, he's, he's so small. He's like clocking yeah, this fucking out fucking. a two hundred and fifty pound grown man. Yeah. <laughs> and the chair flies back. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, the most important parts are kept. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Then they continue on with Ricky's story, which if we find out that basically after his, he sees his brother die, the orphanage shuts down. And he's adopted out to a Jewish family who doesn't celebrate. Which, by the way, the way they present that, yeah, what, is it with the rat? Uh, is with the Rosenbergs? They don't outright say they're Jewish. Oh, they present it really hard. But they though. present it real fucking weird, like where it's just like, and they left me with a family that definitely wouldn't have came near Christmas. <laughs> and like, you have to make the connection that their name is Rosenberg. I'm like. Oh, okay. Like, and let's be honest. I know, like, my girlfriend's Jewish, right? <laughs> like, they fucking celebrate Christmas. It's not like they're nowhere near Christmas. Where the fuck are they? Like, you, if you go into a house with a Jewish family in America, guess what? You still gotta walk in stores, don't you? Like, where the fuck are you gonna hide from Christmas? No, they they, they stock up for the winter and they just don't go out. Yeah, yeah. what are they? What are they, they like hibernate. a storm cellar? Just full of Hanukkah shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, there is no Christmas. It's Hanukkah, it's it's Hanukkah shit and preserves. <laughs> Sounds like a real well, Night Shyamalan movie. And then that's what ends up happening, right? So he's out on the streets with with his mom. His adopted mom, and he sees two nuns, and then has a fit. Well, that's the thing that that I that uh, of anything that they did in this film, I thought was smart was they didn't they didn't necessarily keep like Christmas the absolute trigger. It was they changed it to nuns, which makes sense for the character, right? Like Christmas was a trigger for his for his older brother because Santa murdered yeah. his parents, and Ricky viewed that Mother Superior, who was a nun is the reason why his brother was murdered. And I like that. I actually like that scene because I was like, okay, this is kind of a cool twist. They're actually making it seem like he's more emotionally tied to the idea of someone who's a nun or religious, and that's his trigger to be angry or be weird. And the kids, you know, the the, the parents, they decide to keep him after he has this crazy fit, which really wasn't much. And they decide to keep him. And yeah. the father dies, mm-hmm. and which he called him his stepdad, which I was like, how's he your stepdad? Never mind. Call, like, yeah, the, he'd the, be yeah. my adoptive father. Yeah. Yeah, not my stepdad. stepdad but he calls him stepdad. Yeah, um, that's true. Yeah, he's good like, point. He dies, and um, as we find out, his mother did not have enough money to send him to college in a very well-delivered line. What was the line? I don't have enough money to send you to college. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's the line. No, he says it to you. Uh, God damn it! Now I can't remember it off the top of my head. Yeah, the lines in this movie are too fucking terrible. But it, yeah, sure, ducking, ter- ter- terrible. terrible. I'm still Fuck. all about Thanksgiving, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't left my mind. Terrible line delivery, and for that part. But anyways, doesn't he say like I had to do shit jobs, yes. like work at the restaurant yeah. at the Ritz Carlton downtown? Which leads us to eighteen-year-old him, which was like my favorite thing in this. Well, movie. no, we're skipping. We're reason past, right? Because well, we need sixteen-year-old him. 
when he commits his first crime. Oh, yeah, yeah. when he oh, kills yeah, 15, that Oh, I forgot guy. about that. You're right. Yeah. F- so, it's 15-year-old him, So, actually. yeah, 15-year-old him after his... Hey, after his, his dad dies, they the leave. The hardy boy skipping through the forest. Right. Yeah. And also, like, of weirdly, like, his hair changes a million times in this, but this is the moment yeah. where it's, like, half blonde. <laughs> Yeah. Why does he have tips? He was, <laughs> he's frosting his tips. tips that yeah. he didn't spike. Yeah. He looks like fucking Sugar Ray yeah. if you like, like he just got out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> fucking weird. It's like the monkeys, but with frosted tips. Dude, that's that tip game. That was that tip game. <laughs> that tip game. <laughs> but you're right. He, he's, what is he? He's just skipping through yeah. the woods, you know, doing some thinking after his Playing dad. with sticks, throwing them around, just and doing weird shit. What's, and what's he happen to see? <laughs> I don't know. What, is, what does he come upon, Cody? He happens to see a, uh, a, a, a female and, and a man out in the woods. And the man gets a little strong and basically tries to rape this woman. And Correct. he sees this happen. And then he has a flashback of Santa raping his mother that he was an infant for that his yeah, brother I, I want to point out that he never witnessed this. Yes. I was going to say, yeah. yeah. Is this like the dog flashback? It is in, like the uh, dog flashback. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I want to note that, and I was about to talk about it earlier in the thing, but we kind of passed over it, that there are a lot of things that not only he recalls that his brother witnessed, but things that his brother did not witness. Like there's that scene where he's talking about the old, the last movie, mm. where he's telling the story and oh, they're telling the, the story cop- of the cops showing up and accidentally almost shooting this father yeah. because they were on the lookout for a killer Santa, right? And at that point in time, I'm like, wait a second, this is not even something that your brother witnessed. This is something that you're speaking on behalf of the something filmmaker. else. Like, how would you have known this or been in that situation? Yeah. And he speaks on, on a personal level, like, and that guy almost became... Like, what, what did he say? Like, he almost got a real bad present. <laughs> some shit like that. Something stupid. He almost just got his jingle bells rocked. Like, I don't know. But, like, it's, he couldn't have known that. He couldn't have known that. Yeah, and unless it was, like, in the papers, like, cops yeah. show up at the wrong house looking for killer Santa. Like, right, which I highly doubt whatever. But he would have to go yeah. to, like, the, he'd have to go to the library to look up the records because he was a kid. I doubt he was reading the Post it at that time. It just made no sense. But anyways, yes, he yeah. was not there for, yeah. or he could have remembered things. it. Yeah. yeah. So he sees this going on, and he takes the uh, uh, Avenger Revenger role at this point. Uh, we used it last No, episode. Revenger, definitely this one. This is not a. He's not avenging anyone. Yeah. He's snapping. He's snapping but based it, on the, the wrong. Yeah, but the way the, the, the woman thanks him at the end for killing That's the guy. That's just weird as fuck. But what? what like, yeah, the, I, it, I love this weird. kill. It is weird, but I remember kind of when I when I saw Silent Night, Deadly Night 1, yeah, killing that guy the first time was a little off, but he was trying to rape her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And right, kind of being like, it's a little bit of an aggressive... I don't know. I, I, you know, like a horrible thing is about to be done to you, and then somebody comes in and saves the day, and yeah, maybe he kills him. But like, I kind of feel like oh, her reaction. The reaction like, wouldn't be like you're a monster. You're a monster <laughs> for be killing like, this guy who almost raped thanks, me. Thanks, but you went a little too far. You <laughs> probably could have. But you know what? Thanks yeah. though. I really don't probably give a shit. And actually, I'm going to cover him. for you right now because <laughs> I didn't want this to happen. Yeah, to me. I'll just say the jeep ran over him himself. Yeah, just, yeah that's yeah. like that was. <laughs> Real that, maximum overdrive. That kill situation. was so funny because it was like all sped up, and you just see the jeep like, like backing up and going forward. Like I love how times. many times, yeah. <laughs> I like that they went the extreme, and I like that he was still like technically alive. You see his hand twitching. Oh yeah, one yeah. more yeah. time. Oh. I remember thinking like, "Why he's not going to be dead?" <laughs> well, they have to, they have to have a part four. 
So that was his first taste. That was his first taste of uh, that was his first hunt, hunt and game. Yeah. Yes, yeah. hunt and game. Which, which really, <laughs> what this movie is about is like it's really a, it's on par. It's on par with Hereditary. It's kind of about like family mental illness and how it passes on through generations. Because now we're in. Sure. <laughs> okay. Sure. It's where Hereditary got the idea. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. Silent Night, Deadly Night Part yeah. Two. Part Two. Everybody knows that. <laughs> Trust me, I've seen the movie. It's the same movie. That explains all the flashbacks at the beginning of Hereditary to the prequel. Makes sense. See? Yeah. There you go. There you go. Mm-hmm. But then we find out he, he he's 18 and he's working the shit jobs because his mom can't send him to college. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's working in the kitchen. And he comes out and the my I my actual uh, reaction to this scene after it happened was a, a loud yell. But we'll get there. He sees a, a uh, what I think is a bookie. Yeah, it looks like a bookie shaking someone down. Shaking someone down, beating the hell out of him to get his money on Monday. A really, uh, like, dramatic bookie. Yeah. Hey, man. He takes a lot of pleasure. You might have been the best actor in this film. Yeah. It's between him and the doctor. I would actually probably give it to the bookie if I had to put those two up. The booker's really playing for the... He's playing for the cheap seats, man. He's He's good. He (laughs) he is. He's big. Yeah, he's big. Large and in charge. He had to be intimidating, <laughs> and I think it worked. Yeah, but like it's crazy intimidating, <laughs> like in a way that's like not real. No, he's like he's like a yeah, he's like getting off on like beating the shit out of this guy. Yeah, you he's can like tell. super into this. Yeah, <laughs> he, loves he can't his job. he can't wait to see who he can beat up. Yeah. every night. Definitely. And he's got a new person. We yeah, and and then he ends up running into uh, Ricky, who I think is looking at trouble, looking for or looking for not looking at it, but looking for trouble. He's looking at he's it. He's a too. punish he man. He's got to punish. Yeah, he's got to continue the legacy. And then the greatest kill I think um, I've seen in a really long time happened. Probably since Deadly Friend. Probably since Deadly Friend, because I literally when it happened, when he holds him up straight up, gets his Michael Myers strength. Holds him up one-handed, yeah. mm-hmm. grabs an umbrella, stabs it through the guy, and it opens up on the other end, and not a drop of blood is on his perfectly white apron or T-shirt. <laughs> I literally yelled out, yes! <laughs> <laughs> Just like that. I was it's, so yeah. excited. That's the same reaction you get from the J- Jason punching the guy's head off. Yeah. It's very similar to that. It's just yeah. so over the top, <laughs> and it's so ridiculous. Uh, yeah, and of, and of course the like I remember when he stabs him through the umbrella. I'm like, if that umbrella doesn't fucking open, yeah, right. Yes, thank you very not much. Not a missed opportunity. Yeah. Thank Fantastic. you very much. <laughs> not only that, I love that the director is like, fuck it, dude. I'm gonna make this as artistic as I can. When he walks away, cue the rain. <laughs> and then we're gonna slowly pull in on the umbrella oh as God. rain. I thought falls it was on it and I, washes off the blood that's that not your, coming off the umbrella. <laughs> can that be your R and B band's name? <laughs> Cue the rain. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it can. That's a good band name. <laughs> but seriously, like I was so excited to see that kill because everyone talks about garbage day. But damn, dude, Umbrella Kill's better, well, in my opinion. Garbage Day hasn't happened yet, and I think maybe you were just, like, waiting so long to actually get into Ricky's story yeah. that this felt much... Like, I agree, it's a super fun kill, but you're waiting for that fucking kill to happen. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's that, a breath of fresh air, like, at that point. Like, because, finally. Yeah, and I think that kill with the Umbrella, though, is... I mean, it's. I think it's famous just because it's an Umbrella. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think it's actually there's a couple... I read somewhere that, that that shows up in lists all the time because it's, like, 
weird weirdest objects used to murder in movies it's great. or some shit. It's fantastic. Yeah, it was fucking funny. Like it is. Well, they had. I guess like they had to make it count. You know, if they were gonna like. <laughs> Can I say though there was a lot of kills in this movie in general? There's a tw- the body count is 22. Yeah. So for a low budget film, and we just reviewed a now, low o- budget. Only that Ricky kills, or are we? No, I think counting? that's both movies. I yeah. think that's the whole family. Uh, yeah, let's 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 subtract like whatever that is. I, half the kills are definitely his. Yeah. Okay. Maybe they equaled the kills. Maybe they're like we need to put the same amount of kills in two as one, but in a shorter span of time. True. So yeah, body count is 22. And then, uh, so after that umbrella kill is when we're, then the doctor really starts pulling. Yeah. He starts probing. Yeah. Cause he throws down a headshot, a signed headshot of of the actress that played. (laughs) Yeah. Of the actress that played Jennifer. I don't understand that part. I didn't understand that either. Cause I was was thinking like, like, oh, is she like, is she a performer or something? Like, where'd he get this, (laughs) this photo? And she's like, no, she's like. She's not even like barely out of high school. Like, I don't understand. It's never yet mentioned. Why it was... It's never mentioned that she's an actress of any kind. You know what's funny yeah, is that you know it was that. her actual fucking headshot. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That she came in and auditioned for. They're like, hey, we'll just use her headshot. Is she an actress? Sure. <laughs> sure why not? <laughs> you know, I think what, what maybe people just had like professional photos taken of themselves, yeah, like in the eighties, all, like, all up and down the eighties, total eighties, all over the eighties. Glamour shots, bro. You never, you never, you never accidentally stumbled upon your dad's headshot <laughs> <laughs> in that drawer underneath his underwear. I don't know. <laughs> so many headshots. <laughs> I don't remember that. That'd be so fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, were you an actor? That's just gonna be a great idea. I want net, like I should like print off headshots of somebody and like stash it in their drawer. <laughs> like, it's... why do you have headshots of you in your own drawer? <laughs> what? I don't... So they just. I was gonna. Oh, I'm sorry. I did want to jump in because you brought up the girl. We're talking about the girlfriend Jennifer. right now. We're yeah. talking about Jennifer. Man, what did you guys think about her? Because in I don't know what it is. The initial scenes. Of her, I was like, "Oh, I kind of like this girl." And then, like, as the scenes with her went on, I was like, "Cass woman's annoying as fuck. She's not great <laughs> at acting. <laughs> <laughs> She's not." But like, oh, maybe I'm saying the initial scene was just her glance when he run when she <laughs> yeah. runs into when him. She, on his, <laughs> when she fucking right. plows into him. So she's good at she's good at glances, but you know, talking she looks lines, pretty. Yeah. I, like but he could have been dead. Was... I want to talk about that scene real quick. That she hit a biker. Yeah, like it's not like they were. It's not a meet cute where they like they bumped into each other on fucking Park Avenue while they were like jogging or something. She came fucking peeling ass through that parking lot and hit a guy on a motorcycle. He gets knocked over. She gets out and they just and she just smiles. Yeah, like the guy could have been fucking. And then he's that handsome, Mike. But then it turns into like a real Purple Rain where she's on the back of the bike and they're driving through the forest, driving to Lake 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 Minnetonka. They're going to Lake Minnetonka. (laughs) 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 Cleanse themselves. (laughs) (laughs) They're headed that way. So, but yeah, and then it kind of goes through their dating life, and then it takes a really long detour at the fucking movie theaters. Well, well, that's where the whole where backstory is, comes is in. Is the shittiest movie theater on the planet. Aren't they watching Silent Night, Deadly Night? They are literally yes. watching <laughs> Silent Night, Deadly Night. So the movie that we saw, <laughs> yes. we're re-watching it now. In the beginning of this movie, they are li- this is some meta-ass shit. Also, you want to talk about the most artistic <laughs> movie we've ever reviewed? It's Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. 
It's kind of like uh, what was that fucking uh, Hobbs End? What was it? The 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 fucking Sam Neill movie oh, that we just uh, did in the mouth of madness. And it's a real in the mouth of madness scenario we have going. Yeah. It is, and but if it had gone that way, <laughs> it would have made this film like superiorly more like interesting. <laughs> like at, at some point in time, the doctor was like. Aren't you like recounting the theme of the new movie that just came out, Silent Night, Deadly Night? <laughs> yeah, I'm the brother. No, you're not. You're just some guy. Like, that's a movie, and there was an actor, and there was a murder. <laughs> you're not in the movie. <laughs> and, like, if that went that way, it'd be, I would have been like fucking four. It was all about him seeing a movie <laughs> and getting the idea to go on a murdering spree after yes. watching Whoa, Silent Night, that Deadly been Night. A great that's what twist. About. That Great twist. If Silent Night, Deadly Night was not a real thing, it was just a movie in this real world. Oh, what a that would have made this movie so much more batshit insane. <laughs> but uh, what about that heckler, huh? Oh, I couldn't tell. Was that other guy his friend or just uh, someone who he seemed picked annoyed. the wrong seat? He I have no annoyed. idea. I couldn't figure that one out. What did he even do to him? Was he strangling him? All I saw yeah, were like feet he, up yeah, in the he, air. He killed. Yeah, yeah but, because that dude was like an NBA player. I'm like, how <laughs> did they find the tallest man in the world? <laughs> the tallest to punk rocker. Yeah, <laughs> to sit in the tiniest theater. Which the aisles didn't oh even make god. sense. Oh my god, your your idea just makes so much more sense because the guy's making fun of the movie that's about his brother that he thinks is about his brother He's that doesn't his Oh brother. my god. <laughs> Dude, your theory is so good. I wish it was a real. I wish it was real too. But we know that that's not the case oh. and that they actually play it straight, but no, it is. Yeah, you it should remake this movie. This is on this is on this is on Jodorowsky level right here. This <laughs> Silent Night Deadly Night 2. It's... <laughs> that right. guy was fucking annoying though. Oh my god. I was so happy when they oh, finally killed too. him. I was like, yes. Because he was. And then we get introduced to an ex-lover of yes. the girlfriend, the name blonde the guy. The best name an 80s villain can be named Ship. Oh, I thought I was gonna say skip. No, ship. <laughs> yeah, ship. <laughs> Close. Just your typical baby boomer asshole. <laughs> Uh, loafer wearing jock, motherfucker. Yeah, he wants that the fucking, fucking hair. Just a regular chip. You want to talk about? Yeah. You want to talk about dyed hair, man? Yeah. That was one where I was like, "Oh, just gonna let those roots grow out." Are we there, Chip? <laughs> Not as bad as as sixteen year old <laughs> Ricky. See, Ricky Ricky tried on the jock life. It didn't, he tried it. It, didn't, it didn't work. He gave for him. up on. It. He's like, "Man, I gotta grow all this shit out now." <laughs> so why while Ricky's out killing this guy? Yeah. Chips in there laying laying the game down yeah, the best he can. Moves. Yeah, you know he's, he's trying still to get, trying, trying to get back with Jennifer yeah. while his current date is watching yeah. watching him hit on her. Yeah, <laughs> and she's just like, "What's going on?" You know, like, <laughs> "Who is that?" Do you know that woman? Yeah, clearly he's breathing down her neck. <laughs> he has sex with her. He loses his virginity to yes. her. Yeah, he, he lost makes his a flower. point that he knows that you know some shit's gonna go down because he says to the doctor, "At least I thought she was." She had yeah. the same thing. I thought it was her first time too. Yeah, yeah. And then that's what kind of then yeah, then because yeah. get revealed had, into yeah. this really long segment that had to explain that they well they they have they have the sex and then basically the next scene is them fucking walking through a neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, as they're He's probably walking her home from high school. Yeah. <laughs> As they're walking through this neighborhood, who do they come across? I don't know if he's working on his chip. Is working on his car in front of her house? I, I think the no, end of his house. <laughs> just pulls up and like whips the tools yeah, out. Yeah, like why would they be like? She's acting upset that chips on his own live on his own street. Like, 
wouldn't she know? Hey, we probably shouldn't walk down this street. My ex boyfriend well, lives she, on maybe the street. Maybe she didn't think you know today was oil change day. I feel like he he parked outside of the front of her house and start fucking working on his car. Well, his battery was dead. Yeah, that's why he had a battery <laughs> charger. Really? That's what you guys got? I I thought he was like that was that was the the alibi. Like battery he was trying charger to play was the cool, alibi, right? Like yeah. mm, like. Like she was gonna be like, "What are you doing here? Are you stalking me?" He was like, "Hey, my car just broke down over here. What are you talking about, lady?" Like I thought that that was like his game. Yeah. Like this it is you broke down when I was up. stalking you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it broke down. I was looking through your window. Yeah. I didn't see you. <laughs> I didn't see you there. So I just uh, my battery went dead. <laughs> oh shit. So yeah. So they get in this argument, and basically Chip gets a little handy, and then that's when fucking. Well, then he brags about he banging. gets a little handy. Gets a little handy. Handsy? Handsy. handsy. He didn't get a handy get from what I remember. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's no handy. It never goes that direction. <laughs> yeah. No. He, Cody. But he, again, he another gets... improvement on this film. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the... we just gave a handy in broad daylight. <laughs> God damn. Right in front right yeah, in front of Ricky. Yeah, at the campfire. Yeah. What the fuck is going on here? Yeah. at the camp. No, um, he gets he starts he starts running his mouth. He starts he starts bragging about how many times he's banged Jennifer, and that's, that's right. the snapping point. Yeah. That's right. No, uh, and that's when he loses his school and then <laughs> There's that death where oh. I was like, I was like, scientifically, would this work? Uh, that's all I could think of. The I was whole thinking time. about it. The two, I, I was thinking about two when I, when I was watching. I was like, well, I mean, that's just the positive. You need <laughs> yeah. to be connected to the name. It's like yeah. wet. It's like wet for the sig- <laughs> for the current to pass through. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. He sticks, but it is a cool. It is cool. It's a cool death. It was well it done. Fucking cool. It's pretty well yeah, done. Yeah, he, he unplugs the positive of the battery car battery charger yeah. and he jumper. shoves it in um, the jumper cable right into Chip's mouth. Chip's mouth, and then he turns the. Uh, Voltage all the way up, and I, and he gets it deep because he knows this dude ah. has fillings. <laughs> so I'm guessing, like, gotta yeah. go for the fillings. Yeah, yeah. gotta go, gotta go, gotta make that con- connection. You have to get a co- good contact point. Yeah, yeah. Con- Gen- continuity here, it'll never work. And then Jennifer's gonna act like a real bitch instead of saying thank you. <laughs> she gets all upset, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's also because yeah. Chip's eyes blew up. <laughs> I don't know, dude. If I saw a dude shove jumper cables in somebody, some other dude's mouth, and then roast his eyeballs out of his sockets, I wouldn't be sitting there scolding him. I would have fucking ran. It so was fast. weird how she was like, she was scolding him, like, I can't believe you would do that. Yeah, yeah shame like, on you. This is the wrong reaction you're having right yeah. now. And then he just chokes the shit out of her with a um. With the antenna of the, of the core. Yeah. Oh, do you like her? Like, uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> her yeah. Li- he like grabs the antenna and you hear just off camera. She goes, uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> it's the worst. Yeah, I thought that was the worst part of this movie. After it, she said that, I was it drove me nuts. So, was, you thought that was the worst part? No, it just no. It, it, yeah, it kind of was for me. I'm not gonna lie because it just it gave it a real Looney Tunes aspect. That's what I was expecting after I heard. Uh oh, I was like gonna picture some like fast motion running. Yeah, they're going through doors and they keep going no. into different doors. They both they... pop out the same door. Like what? Yeah. No, nope. <laughs> she's chasing him. He's chasing her. They don't. They forget completely. You're, you're wrong, Kyle. What happens immediately after that is Phantom Cop shows up out of fucking oh, thin uh, air. Yes. Yeah. Like fucking he looked. Barney. Bar- he did look. He did look like a that. Real, His hat wasn't even fight. on. Just comes in like a fucking. Come babbling like sh- comes <laughs> whoa stay where you are he comes in like the shadow <laughs> he comes in like the shadow points a gun at at ricky and he's kind of scared but he makes the huge mistake 
Of doesn't he hand the handcuffs to him or some shit? No, no he goes for he the goes cuffs. He goes up there like, yeah, and he's like, I'm gonna just slip these cuffs on. But you know, the reality of it is that he just grows balls the size of fucking melons and decides like, I'm gonna fucking just put this gun right in your fucking face, face. <laughs> like all like aggressive, like he just all, all of a sudden turns into like a monster. Yeah, and the cop. Of, of course, Ricky takes advantage of the fact that the gun is now a no. centimeter away from his no- nostril. And he takes it from him, he shoots him in the head. Mm-hmm. He and turns then, the gun back on and, him. And then yeah. this yeah. is where the, the killing spree really starts, because then oh, he just yeah. starts going through the neighborhood and p- just fucking popping people. Hey, just what's going on out. out here? And he just fucking just starts yeah. picking it. And then just starts doing the most the most terrible laugh I've ever heard. Like, then the famous, <laughs> we have the famous, we have the famous garbage day scene that happens. He, the guy's just taking out his trash. He yells garbage day and shoots the poor you man. You know what's funny? Like, we know the scene that leads up to this, right? He's already acting like what what we're watching is like this is already like the most ridiculous series of events that I'm witnessing on film. But somehow the garbage day scene still sets itself apart. It still feels even more out of place than like the car that happens later. It's just, I think it's because the way he delivers it or some shit, like it just feels more ridiculous than anything else that has happened in this scene up, up to this point. Can I tell you something? I'm glad you brought up the next, the next victim, which was the car because I, I fucking made the biggest mental note ever because I was in a panic for that fucking stunt man. That is the craziest shit yes. I have ever seen. That's the craziest yes. stunt he I've ever seen. He yeah. literally step, just steps out of the way. Barely steps think, out of I the way. I think the car drags past his arm a little bit. Like, it looks like Damn. it fucking makes contact. It's, it's crazy. It was crazy. I was like, and you only see, like, a very brief moment of it. And you're like, holy fuck, he lived? <laughs> like, <laughs> and let's, let's paint a picture of what happens here. A car... Ricky shoots at a car, yes. right? And the car goes out of control, and there's like that classic, like there's a ramp situation yeah, yeah. somewhere on the side of the street. One side of the car goes over it, and there's a guy in the road that's playing Ricky, the stunt man. Yes, that's yeah. playing Ricky, right? And the car flips over and is inches away from crushing this man. Oh. Like when you see it. I feel like on it's less screen. than inches, man. It's, it's insane. It almost looks like the car, yeah, um, if if not, makes contact with him. Yeah. And you're like, oh, man, that was fucking close. That guy was almost dead. Yeah, because, yeah. like, when the car goes by, the stuntman kind of, like, overreacts a little bit to it, and then it cuts really fast. So you're like, oh, shit, did he, like... Did, he, did that shit flip closer than the, than it ever did on oh. any of the practice runs? Or was that the yeah, actual I run? That, I think that was the run. It's <laughs> no practice. $100,000, that was the run. Yeah. <laughs> no dry run. You on only that. got one yeah. try at this. Dude, like, make it look saying. good. I'm like, that's the, I was like, that's Some the man's like, I made it look good. What do you guys yeah. think? I thought you were going to die. <laughs> I said to myself, that's the bravest stuntman I've ever so seen. That's yeah, funny. That guy, it's like the scariest part of this movie. It was. <laughs> it is the scariest part of this movie. That's like it the was. that's like that scene in uh, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes when they yeah. just filmed the actual helicopter crashing. Yep. So anyways, he the he walks over and two of the nicest cops ever after this, uh, towards the end of his spree here. Yeah. Two of the nicest cops ever because they're immediately like ready to shoot him. And then as soon as he goes Again. to turn it on himself, they're like, Whoa, guy! 
you don't want to yeah, do this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. I'm like, yeah. well, what would you do in that situation? Like, be like, well, my favorite, my favorite, like, don't be a fool. Yeah. <laughs> don't you want to be in jail? Yeah. Don't you want to live in jail It'll forever? It'll be all right, Ricky. Yeah. You'll get you'll get uh, three square meals a day. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a really weird yeah reaction. Yeah. It's not like put the gun down. And it's again, them begging him. Because they care. And yeah. again, yeah. like the cops, again, like the first cop, just out of nowhere. He just turns yeah. turns around from the car that flipped, and then there's two squad cars parked, and like five cops already got guns drawn ready to go. Yeah. And they're popping out of mailboxes, yeah. trees. <laughs> you name it's, it. They've been following him the yeah. whole time. Following the whole time. And then that's where we're back into the asylum and we find out that he's killed the doctor with some very flimsy recording tape that I think I was impressed could. by that kill wow. yeah. I don't think you can make that happen with recording tape but Ricky did it he, but he did it <laughs> hashtag Ricky did it because <laughs> <laughs> he cared <laughs> alright so let's take a break when we come back we'll talk more about Silent Night Deadly Night part 2 Mother Superior We're back talking about Silent Night, Deadly Night Part Two. So where we left off, he is now out of the Saint Asylum. I believe that's where we left off. Yeah, he he is free. He is out, and he's going after Mother Superior for all the wrongs that she did to him. I guess to his brother. brother. Yeah, Doesn't he seems seem like to she... flash back to her every time he kind of goes into a rage. It's something that she's saying, which what? wasn't to him, by the way. To, yeah, yeah, no, it was to his to brother. Him. Yes. That's the crazy thing about it. He's really it. internalizing all yeah. the mistakes his brother made. Yeah. It's really fucking weird. But it's not Mother Superior, at least not the same actress. No, definitely no. not. And she's had a stroke, which I guess means your face melts off. I was going to It's like she got acid thrown on her face. I, when you said when you said stroke and then we saw her and I was like, or leprosy? Is she, yeah, what? Did no, she get I leprosy? Thought, I was like, oh, so you get... <laughs> You get a stroke and you turn into the Toxic Avenger. I don't. <laughs> it's I don't pretty bad. It, it definitely looks like bubbling skin, like somebody. Oh man, like looks reptile. Like, yeah, got, got at her from Mortal Kombat. Uh-huh. And, that uh, makeup batter. It's a goddamn so Dilophosaur looks or something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, it's it's terrible. It's a really bad makeup job. But the whole time I'm thinking, why do they even need to do this? And then it kind of dawned on me. I'm like. Cause it's not the same actress. I bet you what they were trying to fucking do yeah, was like, hide. well, if we hide her face, because there's one shot in particular where it's only that fucked up part of the face, right. and they kept shooting that side. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking like, are they trying to hide the fact that this is a completely different woman playing this part? Yeah. That was the one thing they were like worried about. Like, yeah. well, we couldn't get her back. <laughs> <laughs> no one's gonna believe this film. <laughs> So yeah, I mean that's the only thing I could could factor in because it's it's way too aggressive of a makeup job. I love that she's retired, but she's still re- wearing the get up, and that she lives at six six six. Yeah, did it, <laughs> I didn't know if anybody else caught that ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. I was kind of fucking. I actually stupid. didn't notice that. Yeah, her yeah, her, her address is six 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 six. Yeah, and then he chases her throughout this apartment, and then my favorite dude, she's a fucking oof. boss on the wheelchair. Though I was gonna say yeah. she's Holy like she can elude him like a motherfucker. Whatever that basketball dude. is, where they. You know, 
What? Basketball? Wheel basketball. We like we on wheelchair like, basketball. Wheelchair. Yeah, like yeah. they're just fucking awesome at it. Oh yeah. <laughs> she was. She was moving. She ass she on was using thing. the chair to hold the door, and then she like she was smart. She's like got the key ready, put in the locket ready, slam it shut, then lock it. Like she, she had all the moves. She man. knew this day was coming. Well, you know why? Yeah. She had been waiting. She'd been praying. For 40 years. For 40 years for this day to oh happen. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> why would so you do I that? So I could kill him. <laughs> so she could kill him. So I could that's punish why. him. Murder yeah. ball. That's what I was trying to say. Fucking yeah. murder ball. Oh, yeah. The, that's the movie. Same thing. <laughs> that's what I call it anytime I, I see All right. it. Know. So. It's a documentary, dude. My favorite, ball. my favorite thing <laughs> that happens, though, is and where I was like, oh, she's dead. Because she's already in a wheelchair. When mm-hmm. she gets thrown down the stairs and tumbles down oh. the stairs in probably one of the most aggressive ways I've seen anyone t- you know, tumble down the stairs, I yeah. was like, oh, it's over for her. But Mother Superior is built with strength. Yeah. And like a tank. Lady strength of the Lord. pulls herself <laughs> up by one hand and gets into the downstairs wheelchair. I kept thinking, man, she, I was like, damn, she got wheelchairs everywhere. <laughs> she, she, was, she was hot swapping every between corner, every, chairs. Every corner. <laughs> every corner covered. Turn to a Fast and Furious movie. <laughs> <laughs> Jumping from car to car. <laughs> Hauling ass, flames, burning out the back yeah, of the hit, chair. That nitrous. How the hell does she get up those stairs is my question. Oh, she was, that. well, that's what she was trying, she was struggling with. She was trying to get to the, uh, the stair lift. She had one of those oh, motorized oh. motorized yeah, stair lifts, yeah. and she couldn't get herself to it in the time. The thing that the woman in Gremlins died Yes, on. exactly. <laughs> we'll always thing. remember it in, in that movie. It's always that movie. Then she's killed off screen, and as, as, soon as, I, as soon as she was killed off screen, I was like, I know what's going to happen. I know what's going to happen. Her head's going to fall off at some point and somewhere <laughs> in here. That was the le- the least bloody beheading I've ever seen in my life. Right? <laughs> it was so cl- everything was so clean. Everything Dude, was clean, not a got, drop. When you got the skills with the axe, bro. Well, when you when you have a when you have <laughs> a burnt when you it. have a burnt face, you don't have a lot of blood going to the head yeah, anymore, Chris. <laughs> it's just a bloodless head. <laughs> it's not even blue. It's like still perfectly flesh toned. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, she chased him around. Then she's like, goes to the kitchen. She's like, I'm gonna get my revenge. And she pulls out. I think that was a butter knife. It looked like a big serrated fucking no, bread knife that's or something. A butter, yeah, I'm pretty that, sure that had a buttering knife. knife. It, had yeah. a, it had a rounded tip on it. I was yeah. like, man, she that's just, a bad, yeah. bad choice. She just pulled out something from fucking the Outback or something. I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> Those big steak knives that are yeah. like for kids or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, a safety fucking steak knife. <laughs> It was fucking terrible. Yeah, and then yeah, she goes to the showdown and she gets killed, and then uh, the the one nun shows up. The one nun shows up with the cop, the one from the first film, and the head drops off when she goes to greet Mother Superior, mm-hmm. and then so he killed her, placed her at the head of the table. Yeah, all in the short amount of time mm-hmm. between cutting the head off and the cops rushing yes. in. Like I said, very Jodorowsky, very Jodorowsky. <laughs> Time ceases to exist. And not to be the stickler on science, but I saw an episode of Forge and Fire the other day. (laughs) And they made a point to suggest how difficult it is to actually decapitate somebody. They said execution was back in the day. Like, it wasn't like a clean stroke. Like, it was very common that the axe had to go a few times through because I guess the spinal cord and the neck muscles are like super strong. Yeah. Huh. That's that's a little science for this. Just yeah. I'm just saying Forge, it's pretty quick and no blood. Let's for, just say that. Forge and Fire now on Hulu. <laughs> you can catch Forge and Filer now on Filer. Forge and Filer. They do a lot of filing. He forges his own filing cabinet. 
Filer. It sounds like a buddy cop film. Forge and Filer. <laughs> he was a hardcore blacksmith. He was a he was a filer. He was a pencil for pusher. Kaiser Permanente. <laughs> And, a, and a, after that's revealed, he goes to kill the other nun and gets shot. And he does he die? He dies. Does he die? Though? I think so. Because he smiles at the end. He does smile. At and the he end. does. And apparently, the character comes back in three, which we haven't reviewed I love, yet. I love so. the. I love the. Uh, I love the the fact that the the nun screams once and passes out when she sees Mother Superior's head roll off, and then the cop wakes her up. Hey, it's okay. And she rolls over and. <laughs> Mother Superior's head is still sitting next to her, and she screams again. Yeah, I thought that was so that was so fucking stupid and hilarious <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> that that's the thing about this movie. I feel like this movie has. And this is what I want to touch on at the beginning when we talked about the stare down with the orderly. This movie just contains so many things that are drawn out just a little bit too long, or have been is played up a little too much. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the stare down with the orderly, like that could have been cut, like three three glances. Well, in. there's a lot of stuff like that, and I actually wanted to ask this question at some point in time in the show. So now, yeah, is it um, <laughs> do you think? Like, I don't know the backstory of this. I don't know if anybody read about it or anything like that. Like, what was the purpose of making half the movie? Just that was a budget thing. Yeah, it was a budget. Well, it was a budget thing, but. Was Silent so Night, Deadly Night popular enough that it was actually warranting a sequel? So, uh, or did he do this on his own? What I, what I, this is like the brief I, I read was that the studio wanted the director to just recut the first movie and release that as a sequel. And he was like, and the director's like, that's fucking insane. I'm not doing that. We need to actually shoot a new movie. That is insane, though. Yeah. So <laughs> that, then he was given the small budget and. He only had enough budget to shoot some scenes. So basically he just I think he just kind of He tried to get he got clever. the middle ground of it on it. So he recut or used some of the footage from the first scene, first film, which is what the studio wanted. And some? Then, yeah. But I mean <laughs> We're not we're not arguing with me here. I'm just I'm just telling the tale of what happened. Or, <laughs> he used a lot of footage from the first film. He certainly did. And then shot around it as best he could yeah. and put together what he could. But the original intention, as I understood it, was that this was just supposed to be the first movie recut and then released as That's a weird thing because I'm trying to figure out if this movie was in demand for a sequel or I mean it's got what four sequels? I would think it. Like that's what is. I'm saying, right? That's yeah. what I thought. I was like, well, I got four sequels. Well, like in the era, era of like you know, I like mean, we're we're in the era yeah, of but, cinematic but universes, normally, and the '80s was the era of sequels, fucking sequels for especially for slasher films. But you still man. didn't make a sequel unless you thought it was at least somewhat financially viable. To that's you. not even that's not even true either. I imagine that Poison Ivy I, I was so like... popular that Poison Ivy 2, 3, and 4 came back. <laughs> <True, laughs> People right. just wanted to see more Poison no, Ivy. I, I think sequels were right, just though. a thing. Like, there was, it's just like you have nowadays. Like, there's like, what is it? Universal Studios is trying to create a cinematic universe with its monsters, and well, they, it's gone up. terrible so far, so they abandoned it. Well, in the 80s, I feel like every <laughs> studio didn't... was like, hey, we had a slasher film. Like, let's turn that in. Let's get some sequels out of that. That's some quick well, money. Awesome. Yeah. Well, you know, because it is quick money because, you know, that's what a lot of rentals are. A lot of people. Okay, will yeah. yeah. I guess rent, I'm, I'm not know? even factoring in the rental. The rental. That's where they're going to make crop, the money because yeah, we're we're in a totally different era now. Where it's I mean, like, it, even it made it, if you look at the 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 actual, it made fifty four thousand dollars. It made money. It made money. It did make money. Two made money. 
The original made, I'm looking here, 2.5 million. Yeah, so. see, man, come yeah, on, hold that, on. That warrants a I don't know. That feel like moderate that, success. It said they uh, could have given them more money. I mean, yeah. they could have given this guy more fucking money to make a. They why could've. would they ask for a recut? Probably, I just don't understand. Probably because it's a real fucking a real uh, what uh, what do you call it situation? Uh, my God, I can't think of the movie company Canon situation, where it's like, hey, no, put Cannon, that money. We'll put that money. Well, put who that, released the original? Come on, put that movie out. Put that movie out to fucking make money so we can fund something else. That's what this feels like. Yeah, no, yeah. but Canon was more of like a Roger Corman style of filmmaking, which was let's make a shit ton yeah, of stuff and whatever's cool. This was just a dirty, dirty trick. I feel like. yeah, like this wasn't like some. I, I would have been pissed. Like I said, if in the beginning of the show, if I I would have shown up to the theater in 1987, hyped to go see fucking Silent Night, Deadly Night two, and I got this. I'd be pissed. Oh, now, I'd be fucking Now, furious. here's my next question. Okay, and, and I thought the same thing. I thought how pissed I would have been. Yeah. This is the case. Now, here's my next question. Imagine in a vacuum, <laughs> this is the first film, right? Right. Yeah. Do you think the way that they cut it this time, the, the way they edited it, and the way they decided to tell the story, if 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 this was the first time you had ever seen it, it would have been like, well, that was a very inventive way to try to- Yeah. No, I, I actually, because I, I thought about that when I was watching okay, it and yeah. after I finished watching it. And, like, it would have, what would have worked for me, like, if there, if a first movie didn't exist, it, what it would have worked better is if we just picked up in Ricky's life. Mm-hmm. Like, we just picked up in him as a teenager or whatever. And we just actually see a fleshed out version of the cut down that we got of his journey and him having these kind of weird occurrences. And then, Throughout the film, we get peppered in like, this is his background. This is where he comes from. This is what he experiences. And then he has a snap. Then I would have, that that would have been how I would have presented this film if it was a standalone thing. Mm-hmm. Like the ha, having him, I think it's I, I think it's an ambitious idea to be like, okay, so the whole film is basically him telling somebody a story, and it's just flashbacks. But I mean, ultimately, I feel like those things only really work in like kind of like. The smaller screen, like I don't know, I can't think of a lot of films where it's like that's sell. I'm sold on that really well. Yeah, you know, because there's always like no matter what you're showing me, it's not it's not current, and I don't know where it. I just want to know where the story's gonna go. I don't really care to sit <laughs> you're there. Saying this is like a two hour version of like a really bad episode of Lost. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know how these flashbacks play into things, but I gotta imagine it's gonna happen in season seven. <laughs> Six more seasons to go. This will pay off. Alright, what do you say we rate this man or jammer? Let's do it. Alright, Kyle, what do you want to rate it? We're gonna rate this garbage cans. I like it. I'll go first. <laughs> Is it weird? Like, I think I'm at... I'm gonna go with three garbage cans on this. Oddly enough, like, if I forget the first movie happened, I kind of find this movie enjoyable. Uh, just because the second half is so outrageous and like I get to see all the best parts of the first movie. Like, you know what I mean? Like if I was ever going to show this, the series, I would just skip the first one. I feel like, and just play the second one. Cause you don't need it personally. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It, it has such quirky moments. Like the, un- the umbrella kill is cool. The, the Eric Freeman is an actor is probably the worst actor that we've come across. I don't. He's up there for me. He's in the top five for me as one of the worst actors we've ever come across. In, in he's almost, absolutely terrible. In almost two hundred films, and we didn't really talk too much about this. 
It was 200 films. I, I hate to go like in the middle of no, your go review, ahead. but like the only way I can describe to anybody that hasn't seen this acting out is that everything he says has to have some emotive mm. thing to it. Like he emotes every word. Yes. Everything. Like actually how you're saying that right now is pretty But yeah, yeah. but like it, it's just it's absurd. Like even the most like mundane, like, are you drinking that water? like, you know? <laughs> like, how do you like your coffee? Like it's just some Let, of the lines it got Let's leave the movie. I'm starting to like it. Yeah. yeah. It was getting to the point where, yeah, as I was watching it, like well, and what he, the fuck? He disappeared for a while. Who did? Eric Freeman. He disappeared for a while. Like, people couldn't find him. When they went to go do the commentary for this movie for uh, one of the Blu-rays, they went to go get him, but they couldn't find him. And then he, <laughs> he showed up at a screening of it in, like, 2013, and they were like, oh, there he is. Like, oh. He was, go- like, missing from, like, 2001 to 2013. Like, people didn't know where he was. <laughs> and he had no idea people were into this movie it until, like, like, it was, like, it was <laughs> brought up, and he was like... People are into this. It was like Rambo three. He like went to some monastery to help him build like a new temple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Keep yeah. going, Cody. It is like Rambo three. <laughs> but like his, how bad it is is epic. So bad it's good to me. Like I was laughing a lot at like the shit he was saying, the dialogue, how he was saying it, uh, the kills. I mean, I laughed out loud too. Also. And just how 80s it was. It was very 80s. Uh, that helped, too. So I'm at a three. It's enjoyable. Um, and I probably, so far, out of the fir- out of the, f- out of the first two, it's my favorite in the series. <laughs> it's my favorite in the series because, well, I don't need to watch the first one after watching this one. Uh, let's go, Mike. I'm going to give it a two. But I, I do want to say that I, I kind of like agree with everything you said. About this film, I just feel like it just happens in the le- in the second half of the film. Like, it's definitely a so bad it's good film, and but the tone is just so it's so different than the first film that even if I were watching it in a vacuum and I saw these two things back to back, I would be like, why the tonal shift, right? Like, hmm. let's like the brother in the first one who goes on a killing spree. Is is like almost silent. He doesn't really talk. He's almost like a Michael Myers type of character, very reserved. This one is big and really flamboyant in in his kills and everything like that. It does have a different tone to it. So, I think if I going back to the question, if 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 I had saw this in a vacuum, I'd be like, that's a weird tonal shift between these two movies. But the second one is so bad, it's good, right? The first one is just kind of, I think, I want to say, like, kind of just okay. Like, it's a good slasher. But this one has a little, like, weird magic to it. Is that makes any sense yeah, to you? Yeah. Right? Like, so, but I can't give it a higher rating because it's like, well, yeah, but you had to give me the whole first half of it. Which, like, you, you like, I can't call it a good film. Like, I have to be objective in that level that, like, I'm only getting half a good film. <laughs> I'm never getting it all the way. Not to say that the first film isn't good in its own way. It's just, in this film, when you find out where it's going, and you find out that this is where where the film is, the, tonal it, the tone of it is, you feel kind of cheated with the first half of it. Even if you hadn't seen the first one. It's a weird, it's a hard thing for me to explain. I'm trying my best. That sounds good. No. Okay. I get what you're but saying. But that's why I'm giving it a two. Like, I did actually like 
the second half. I, if if I was just rating the second half of this film, I probably would have given it a four. That's why I went with a three. I almost landed on a four, but I was like, <laughs> yeah, that first half just hurts it too much, and that's why I landed on a three. It does. It hurts it a lot. Because like I, I would have gave it a four if it wasn't for that first half. Chris? I think that Ricky himself, like, in the character he plays it makes this movie. I mean, you know, honestly, like there's a couple other good little points to it, some creative kills, like, you know, but honestly, it's his acting and his his eccentricities like as a character that really make this movie any bit of memorable. The first half as we've all discussed is just a retelling of the first movie, which I like. I like the first movie and, you know, it was kind of nice to see it again but like really just giving you like the meat of the original story all the while interjected with this crazy dude who is obviously not a great actor like give trying to give these intense lines which i think is just like i mean that's what really this movie the the charm of this movie is is the one-liners and like the stupid scenarios that they put this guy in when he starts to go crazy and the fact that him playing crazy is comical. And I almost feel like this movie it has a more of a dark comedy vibe. Like what you were saying, Mike, like it doesn't have the same tone as the first one. It does have like a more lighthearted, weird comedy. Um, that's also kind of fucked up. Cause you know, the guy's a serial killer essentially. Um, and yeah, I just, I, I think it's enjoyable to watch, but, um, you know, I still think I like the first one better than this one. This one's out there and it's, it is a so bad. It's good. Like borderline movie. But, but, um, as far as like watching a movie goes, I think the first one maybe is a little bit more, uh, I can go back to it maybe more often than this one. So, um, so I'm going to give it a 2.5. It's right down the middle for me. I wouldn't say don't watch it. I mean, you should watch every, all of them in the series, um, but, uh, this is just kind of a fun, goofy one to like quote along with your friends. Kyle. Uh, I'm going to come in at 2.5 as well. I do think it's a so bad. It's good movie. I think it's a, I think if I'm going to put it in the list, it's going to be a little bit lower because I think the thing that hurts this movie is like, yeah, outside of Ricky's performance and his ridiculous dialogue and the ridiculous situations, they kind of put it in. I mean, Underneath that that blanket is like kind of for me it was a little bit of a boring film. Now that being said, I would give anything to see this movie with a live audience because I feel like there are enough goofy, stupid bits of dialogue that come out of Ricky's mouth that can keep the energy going and keep like my own watching experience up a little bit higher. Watching it by myself, I'd have no one else to like, you know, to riff on with. So, you know, the moments where something funny isn't happening or if I'm just moments where I'm rewatching the first movie, get get a little dull and a little quiet, you know. So um, I'm glad we finally reviewed this, uh, but I'm going to agree with Chris. I think I might actually I, I'm more likely to rewatch the first one over this one. But then again, but then again. <laughs> Dude, I'm so bored. I know. Getting meta. He's, like, He's listening to a different episode. Hold on. Oh, I'm listening to YouTube right now. <laughs> but you know, no. I for, I totally forgot what I was saying too. Sorry. Shit. I fucking forgot where I was talking about. But yeah, two point five from Kyle. Um, <laughs> go check it out. Two point five from Kyle. That's our show for this week. Uh, but before we go, we got two reviews to read. 
Oh. Who wants to read one? I'll pull one of them up. Okay, Kyle. <laughs> All right, yeah, we have a uh, review here. It's a five-star review from Holly the Dinosaur. The title of the review says, Workday Obsession. And this review says, I love this podcast for its friendly humor, commitment to digging into the archives for lost and unknown faves, and for its cast of personalities who are all equally likable. I've seen plenty of plenty of films for the first time after listening to these episodes. Hardware, Female Trouble, Suspiria, etc. I'm a, uh, I guess she really liked a review of hardware. I yeah, I had to drop that hardware bomb. <laughs> <laughs> and feel that the discussions enhanced my experience. The production is clean. Thank you. I love the opening theme and selection is diverse. P.S. Kudos for being socially conscious white men who are <laughs> mindful of their language when speaking about rape culture, homosexuals, trans, etc. Victoria from Chicago. Well, thank you very much, Victoria, or Holly the Dinosaur. Thank you, I Victoria. I do say that was like, that's probably one of my favorite uh, reviews I've read. So it's the only review that's uh, that's uh, that's complimented the uh, production, so that's not my favorite. Yeah. <clears throat> Next! We got another five-star review uh, labeled Pure Awesome uh, from Cap Jesse. It says, not only are the movie selections great and unique, all the insights and reviews are on point. I give it five out of five cults. Thanks, okay. Cap Jesse. Thank you, Cap. Thank you. Oh, Captain. Very. <laughs> Captain Jesse. <laughs> much for that one. I like that people are talking about the movies that we review, you know, because a lot of them are, you know, we've never heard of to be honest and then like a lot of them are very obscure we throw, we throw we throw some of the popular ones in there but it's, it's more enjoyable to to go through go through the weird ones we haven't heard of and that and all the requests that we have been getting since Dude, we put that on the website there's, like there's so many movies i haven't i'm like even, i'm know. so excited the, you know one year in, I was like, dude, we haven't even scratched into the surface. Two years in, I'm like, okay, we're probably getting better now. In year three, I'm like, dude, we still have not scratched the surface. Almost 200 films in, we still have not scratched the surface of like, we're never gonna do it. We're gonna no. be 90. Yeah, and we'll and we might have an opinion on the matter at that point. Yeah, and we were like, Die Hard for <laughs> what is it a was cult the film? best? <laughs> Live free or die. Not hard. many people. You look back on it now and you say, you know what? That's really aged well. <laughs> <laughs> So thank you for the reviews. Fuck yes. yeah. Thank you. Remember, you guys, if you want to shout out, leave us a review on iTunes. We will give you a shout out at the end of the show. You can follow us on social media at Colt Film in Review on Instagram. You can follow us at Colt Film underscore review on Twitter. Make sure you check out our Facebook page. You can also check out Colt Film in Review.com. We're also on YouTube. You can follow Kyle. You can follow me on Instagram at ColtFilm underscore Kyle. You can follow Chris at ColtFilm underscore Chris on Instagram. You can follow Mike at MikeSalusio on Twitter. And you can follow me at VHS Collect on Instagram and Snapchat. That's our show for this week. Remember, if you're going to join a cult, make sure they watch good movies. We'll see you next time. Really dug into the wubble you on Remember. Just a wubble you. <laughs> <laughs>